I'm speaking this morning concerning developing a spirit of endurance. Developing a spirit of endurance. Again, the year has just begun. There's excitement. There are people who are hopeful. Things will be, will turn out better than ever before. That's good. I get amazed also uh, even uh, seeing in the news, you know, in the media that some years ago I would have, I was doing the same thing. And not some years ago, now it's been 24 years I would have done the same thing. Being in a bar, lifting up a beer and shouting Happy New Year. That's darkness. But we have light. We have the word of God. That we don't shout for, for the sake of shouting. We know what the promises of the word says. And we know what the word of God says. And if we, we, it is dependable. But what we need to, to develop in us is a spirit of endurance. This is some of the things that will happen during this message. There will be an impartation of the spirit of endurance. The weak shall be made strong. The weary shall be revived. The discouraged shall be encouraged to rise up and stand firm in faith. I was impressed in my heart to read the book of Revelation. Uh, as the year began, I think it was, it was on the second. And especially because the Lord speaks to the seven churches. There was an impression, and I chose to go into it and, and read the whole of it and believe God to give me uh, some insight concerning his will and his purposes. And I know it's important for us too, he was not only speaking to those churches, but he's speaking to the church today. And to be aware of what the Lord is speaking to us as his church. There are several words that he repeatedly speaks of and he emphasizes on that book of Revelation and, and one of it is this, the statement is this, he who overcomes. He who overcomes. Now let's, go to, to, let's go to that revelation. That is, if you can go that the book of Revelation, let me, let me show them uh, of some scriptures there. I think you can go to book of Revelation from, verse, from chapter 2. Just open the whole of chapter 2 and then you'll go step by step. I speak into the church and then it comes to, to verse 7. And he says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to it from the tree of life, which is in the midst of paradise of God. So he says, to him who overcomes. And then when you go down to verse 11, he says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. And then he goes down to to verse, verse 26, and he says, He who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I'll give power over the nations. And then he goes to chapter 3, in verse 5 he says, He who overcomes shall be clothed with white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I'll confess his name before the Father and before his angels. And then verse 12, he says this, he who overcomes, I will make him appeal in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the seat of my God, 
the new Jerusalem which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name. And then verse, another verse, verse 21, to him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I, I, as I also overcame. He says, I, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He says, he overcomes as I also overcame. So we have an overcoming Lord. He overcame. And, 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 and he says, he, over, he overcomes, I will grant him to sit on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. What did Jesus overcome? So again, I'm telling you then, you have some things to overcome in 2020. Actually, that, that ability released through the power of the word of God to overcome gives you authority over the devil. Gives you authority over circumstances that will try to rise up against you. In John 16:33, in the New King James Version, he says this: These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you'll have tribulation. Come on. He didn't tell us all things are going to be smooth throughout the year. No problem. You'll wake up in the morning and someone will pick you up from bed. And then he will set you at the breakfast table. The food is ready. And then zoom to the place of work. And then when you get to the place of work, the boss smiles. And he's so happy to see you and tells you so good. Increase of salary. Everything's smooth. You know, he didn't tell us that. He says this. And, and he says about overcoming. But listen what he, to what he says. Uh, I, in the... I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Rejoice, other versions say. Take joy, take heart. I have overcome the world. Listen to the amplified version of the same scripture. Six, uh, amplified is classic. It says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. People, it's only in Christ that you can have perfect peace and confidence. Thank God for finances. Thank God for good homes. Thank God for good vehicles. But they don't bring peace. But when we set him in his rightful place in our lives, we'll have all those things like he says in Matthew 6.33, and all these things shall be added to you. But now, what happens? His blessing makes rich and has no sorrow to, with it. It's not. It's not anything. that. It's not the food we eat. Thank God for good food. But it's not the food we eat. The perfect peace will come from him. In the world, you'll have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. Anyone probably you've had any kind of trial or distress and Frustration from January 1st? Have you had any? Or was it at 12.01 a.m. on January 1st? You had frustration. When we woke up that morning, the house help didn't show up. They're supposed to have shown up by that 31st, but they didn't show up. Maybe you had frustration. Listen, 
He says this, but be of good cheer. I mean, that's an overcoming kind of attitude. Be of good cheer. Oh, you know, this is what is going to happen in your life. Really? I am of good cheer. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to be glad because I know the Lord is for me and not against me. Be of good cheer. He says this, take courage. Church, you need that this year. You need to take courage. You need to be confident. The, the version says, take courage. Be confident. Certain and daunted. Listen to this. For I have overcome the world. And this is exciting. This is shouting ground. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. That's a personal message from the Lord to you. He says, I have deprived it of power to harm you. And I've conquered it for you. Our confidence is developing a spirit of endurance in the is, is in the finished work of Christ. He overcame the world for us. I mean, let me make this declaration and and you write it down, and you put it somewhere, and you believe it, and you walk with it all the year long. And listen to this. There's nothing that you'll face in life that Jesus our Lord has not conquered for you. Nothing. There is nothing that you'll face in life that Jesus our Lord has not conquered for you. Nothing, church. Nothing. So whatever the adversity of the devil, tell him, devil, this is not new. And, and, and the scripture is so clear concerning you, devil. God has made a way for me. He's conquered you completely. And he didn't do it for himself. He did it for me. There is nothing, church, that you are going to face this year. There is nothing you are going to face in this life. However challenging situation might be, there is nothing that you are going to face that Jesus Christ did not conquer for you. Have confidence in the finished work of Christ. Amen. And this is the thing about the finished work of Christ. We've read, the, we've read the end of the book. He'll be thrown into the lake of fire. We've read the, the end of the book. We have been made more than conquerors. It's not in my strength. It's in the finished work of Christ. It's not what I have done. It's what he has done for me. So my trust... My confidence concerning the year, my confidence concerning the decade is what Christ has done. Period. And I'm going to walk, and you're supposed to walk based on that. There's nothing, Josh. Come on. Is it like the year has just begun and they, there's a threat of school fees? Oh, has it that begun? Was it not there last year? Huh? Was it that? No, it was there last year. Did you make it? You did. 
Oh, but you know, he's going to form one or he's going to form two. Did he not start standard one? He went to standard two. He went to standard three. Don't you know that you'll go also to form two? <laughs> I know, I remember when I was, I was uh, we were planning for a wedding, and there's a brother, I've never forgotten what he told me. Uh, he told me, I, I asked him, so how did you make it? Because he, he had just gotten married, and, and we were about to get married, and we didn't have money. At least I didn't have money. Tina had some money. I didn't. He was getting married to our husband who with nothing, who had nothing. But, but then this brother told me this. I'll never forget that. It was 2003, I think, February or March. We are moving from the tent in Kasarani to move from the tent we had for years. And then he said this. So I asked him, so how is it? He told me this. Let me tell you something, brother. Money will always come somehow. I thought, what? That's a revelation. Will always come somehow. It was so revelatory to me, and I believed it. Why else is it so? But it always comes somehow for those who believe, for those who trust in God, it will always come somehow. And that, that has been my thinking. And this is what then the scripture he gave to me. It is God who causes both to do what? To will and to do according to his good pleasure. That's settled. There's no single thing. If, you want, if there's something that you need to go with, there's nothing that you are going to face in life that Christ has not conquered for you. I mean, that, you know what that gives you? You become taller. Taller than I. You rise up inside of you and you become so tall and say, God, you did this for me. So what do you do? You start searching out what he's done for you. That's what exactly what happens. And in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 3, Hebrews 12, 1 to 3, any adversity that you and I face is temporary. It doesn't stay. It's temporary. Look at this in Hebrews 12, 1 to 3. It says this, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Don't forget that. Lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance. Run with what? Mark that word. Uh, run with endurance the, set, the, the rest that is said before us. Remember, you can't run without carrying 100 kilograms. You can't do that. And, and, you know, offense here and lying over here and cheating over here and bribing over here, that, that, those, are, those are thousands and thousands of kilos and you're trying to run the rest. Lay them aside. And then he says this, look at this. He says, verse 2, looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, what did he do? Endured the cross. What was, what was empowering him to overcome that is the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, 
and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Do you remember, church, do you remember when he said this in, uh, in Revelation 3.21, to him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. And then he tells us, the Hebrews 12 tells us how he overcame. It was for the joy that was set before him, he despising the shame, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of, of God. And look at verse 3. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. You really have to. You know, so, so many times of, of things that we face, we, we tend to think of what will be so-and-so thinking about what I'm facing. <laughs> you ever thought about what are people thinking? Can I tell you something? People are not even thinking about you. But the good news, you have God who thinks good thoughts towards you. Jesus is expecting overcoming believers. If there is any no time in your life that you have experienced overcoming ability, this is the year. Overcoming church. Overcoming believer. Think about this literally. Victory comes in this manner. Something comes, you overcome. Something comes, you overcome. Something comes, you overcome. So if you never overcome anything, or let me, tell you, let me say this way, if nothing ever comes, how are you going to overcome? So don't fear any threats of the enemy. If things come, remember this sermon, remember this message, you just came that I may overcome. And that's my promotion. Threatening things are coming so that I may overcome. The news you said on the third, whatever was trending, then that's exactly what I'm doing so that I may overcome. I like the way Ella Francis say that I may set my own headlines in my homestead. You have your headlines in the house every Sunday, every day of your life. Not just Sunday, every day. Hallelujah. Brother Francis, last Sunday, by the way, just to let you know, I wasn't in. You thought you were the only one who was going to go, and then uh, you leave us in. <laughs> so last Sunday, I wasn't in. A church member called me in the afternoon. Uh, I'm driving somewhere out there, and then she, she, she tells me, uh, Pastor, just to let you know, we had some things we were handling, so I didn't show up in church. I said, I wasn't there either. <laughs> but Elder Francis, together with the others who are here, Elder Ruth and Andrew, they, they ministered the word. And that, that, that was such a blessing. That, that for me was such a blessing that ordinarily, Tina and I travel on Monday morning, we minister on Sunday, do a little bit of trying to rest and park and get ready and leave on Monday morning and be back by Friday evening. But this, this, this past weekend, I wasn't in a hurry to come back. But the amazing thing, I, I attended a wedding in my, my home area of a, of a neighbor, 
And I went to church, and when the pastor saw me, he asked me, will you be around tomorrow? I said, yes, I'll be around. Uh, I've, been, I've been so busy preparing for this wedding. Will you prepare to minister? I said, sure, I will. So on Sunday, I was also preaching. <laughs> and I enjoyed it. I really did. I enjoyed blessing them with the word. I preached last Sunday. So he was preaching over here. I was preaching over there. In fact, then in that afternoon when I was speaking up to him, I met with us. I went in a certain restaurant, and I had, hey, Davis. I said, oh, how are you? This is a guy who we were together in high school, 1991. I think, I don't think I've met, maybe I've met with him once. But anyway, he, he knew that I was a pastor, and he was with his three pastors. And he spoke a little bit. I was standing there having, you know, some refreshments. And then they say this. Uh, are you available tomorrow so that you may come and minister to our church? I said, no, I won't be available. I'm getting myself ready to leave. I said, next time, when I come over here, I'll let you ahead of t- know ahead of time so that I may come to minister, come and minister. It's amazing about the life of a minister. Everywhere you go, you're ministering. <laughs> People come around and say, can you pray for me? Yes, I pray. I mean, even when I'm at my home, I do exactly that. Jesus is expecting overcoming believers, overcoming church, to overcome, there has to be endurance. To overcome, there has to be endurance. Church, we are in a spiritual warfare. He's coming for a glorious church. He's given you the ability to overcome. He, he say, like the scripture that we read in John 16, 33, he, he, de- he deprived the world of his power to harm you or to hurt you. Let me give you some definitions of endurance. Constancy. Constancy. That's one definition of endurance. That's from the Strong's uh, Dictionary. It's, it's perseverance. It's constancy. Perseverance. This is another one. Continuance. Continuance. You continue. Let me tell you, victory is not for some people who do it once in a while. You see, you see if you want to build up muscles in 20, 20, uh, 2020, it's not showing up gym once a month. You won't. You know that. You know that. It's not. The muscles are not going to be built up by themselves. You wake up in the morning and there are muscles like Pastor Davis says. No, they're not going to happen that way. You know that? It's taking some work. <laughs> it's been working for some time. That's not going to be automatic. You know that. And it's, it's constancy, uh, perseverance, continuance, bearing up. You bear up. Listen, it, there is pressure coming. But you choose, I overcome every kind of pressure. There is no single night I'm going to be awake for when I'm supposed to be sleeping. Worrying about anything. I choose not to. I refuse. And listen, steadfastness. This is a vocabulary many times believers don't have. They have, don't have steadfastness. Tithe one time, give offerings one time. When they feel like, 
Emotional giving, it doesn't cause supernatural increase. Emotional giving doesn't charge. No. It takes, uh, it takes steadfastness. It takes holding out. Listen, it's patient endurance. Patient endurance. Let me make a statement here. It, it describes the capacity to continue to bear up under difficult circumstances. It describes the capacity to bear up under difficult circumstances. What am I telling you? Am I telling you to expect different uh, difficult circumstances this year? No, you don't have your faith out there expecting. But I promise you they will come. Why? Jesus said it. There'll be time of pressure. There'll be time of frustration. But you have to remind yourself you have, you are an overcomer. You have to remind yourself of, of, of the word of God. Listen, it describes the capacity to continue to bear up under difficult circumstances, not with a passive complacency, but with a hopeful fortitude that actively resists weariness and defeat. I'm going to say it again. It describes the capacity to continue to bear up under difficult circumstances, not with passive, passive complacency, but with a hopeful fortitude that actively resists weariness and defeat. You actively resist weariness and defeat. That should be you. You actively resist weariness and defeat. You can wake up on a 2nd of January and you're tired. You just don't feel like doing anything except watch some television throughout the day. You've ever felt that way? None of you? Or you shouted on 31st night and waking up on, and then that morning you dragged yourself out of bed and you, what am I supposed to do today? I just don't know. Listen, you resist that. You resist that weariness. You develop strength. I remember, uh, I remember on the 12th, the 12th, Jamuri day, about three weeks ago, uh, uh, Duncan and Rita, Tina and I went to Mount Longwood. That's our favorite spot. And we are looking forward, actually. I think we are planning to see if we can go up to Mount Kilimanjaro this year and raise our funds for our home and our HLA, Mount Kilimanjaro. In fact, if probably Pastor Carlos around, this January I could have been up with Pastor Michael Watson and Courtney, because Pastor Michael Watson and Courtney will be there, I think, next week or two, two weeks from today, and Courtney actually be coming here from Mount Kilimanjaro. I like heights, because I've been raised together with Christ. I have been made to, to sit together with him, far above. Far above. I don't like valleys. In fact, when I see towns, when I go to towns, I usually think, you remember many times when I go to towns and I see a hill up there, I think like, I think if I was to live, I'd live up the hill. No wonder God had to make way for me to be born in the hills. I was born in hills. I was born in tighter hills. The hills up there. Where you come out of the, you know, you're going to the, to the toilet, you're going down to the hill. I mean, there's everything. 
build some muscles over here. I mean, I, I, I like it. Just everywhere, you go to the toilet, to the hill. You go this other side to the neighbor hill. I mean, it's, it's that way. If you've ever seen any place with people think of Voi and, 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 and Mombasa, think, you come from the coast. We come from Taita Hills. It's different. Hilly. God made a way for me. Because I like heights. But we are going up with Tina, uh, Rita and, uh, and Tina thought like, oh, you know, we'll accompany you. And so to go to Mount Kilimanjaro. So we at Mount uh, Longoro. So we went on that Jamuri day. And they reached the place where if you've ever gone up there, there's a, there's a, um, a crater. And then they reached there and they said, we'll wait for you here. So Duncan and I said, okay, let's go up. But I'm going up. Naturally, I don't know who said that pattern, but naturally, uh, people go and take, go around the crater in anti-clockwise. But Duncan and I thought, this time, let's do the clockwise. And it's harder, it's cheaper, it's challenging. I took couples years ago in 2016, they can tell you that. Agnes Makindu has a testimony or something like that. That is not a walk to Jivanji Garden and back. <laughs> they have a testimony. Susan Tuku has a testimony also. But we went up to that mountain. So we took clockwise. And the thing is this, as you approach the peak clockwise, that is so challenging. So challenging. But think I'm talking about endurance. Think about this. If I go there, and, and that's what many believers do, I say, this thing is so hard. How am I going to go to the peak? Duncan, this is hard. How am I going to do it? I don't feel like I have any muscles to go up this peak. You're not helping yourself. It becomes more difficult. And I'm telling you, it comes to a place, he's feeling the, the pressure. He's not to carry me. He's not going to carry me because I'm a pastor. <laughs> he won't make it down, carrying me all through. It will take endurance. And I'm telling you, we come to a place, especially that, that clockwise was quite challenging. We come to a place, and I told him this, just I'm quiet now. I'm paying attention to the inner strength to take me up the mountain. The muscles, you feel in the muscles. You feel the pressure. You feel it. But listen, you're not giving up. Why? You are pressing in against resistance. Listen, feeling pain does not mean that you've been defeated. You may have through some, gone through some painful things in the past. That does not mean that you are, you've been defeated. You still have some breath. You rise up against the enemy. You put in some more pressure. And I'm telling you, even natural men know that. When you put more pressure, you break off some limits. And the body says, yes, that's where I've been wanting you to come to. It's taken you a long time, but you are finally here. Same pressure you apply in the spirit, people. Listen, the first thing is put pressure on your mouth. Not to speak anything contrary to the word of God. Don't speak anything contrary to the word of God. When it's so bad. You know what? I'd rather, I'd rather even if I'm going to die, I'd rather die believing than say this pain is killing me. It's really destroying me. I'd rather, I'm telling you, even if it's death coming, I'd rather be saying glory to God, devil, you are defeated. 
I'm leaving this body. If I'm having to live, I'm leaving conquering you. I know you've been defeated. And I'm, I'm about to see you being thrown into the lake of fire forever. But I'm telling you something. Even the best of your best shots, they're not going to destroy my faith in God. I believe in God, devil. That's fortitude. That's endurance. That's not for weak mouths or mouse. Mickey Mouse. You understand? That's for people who are strong. You're strong in the Lord. Jesus says, I've deprived the world of his power to what? To conquer you or to, 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 or to, or to what? Let me, get, get, get. Let me go, come on. I have deprived it of power to harm you and I've conquered for you. That means if something has been removed, the power to harm you, it is toothless. <laughs> he just bites with no strength. Amen? That's exactly how the devil is. It's toothless. The truth is here. Come on. The, the situations might rise up on bills, threatening bills. I took that over the years. I saw Pastor Wade over the years, standing against every adversity, keep standing. And he went to be with the Lord, and you, Pastor Carla is, is here with us today. I'm telling you, if they didn't have that kind of attitude, you won't be sitting here today. You could afford to find another church. Why is that so? Because living faith, victory faith, close shop. But we will not, even to third or fourth generation. We'll go to heaven, we'll be looking down into some, some other new people rising up with the same kind of faith. We could have, long time ago. Listen, there is no opportunity for you to quit in 2020. Refuse that. We give you Hebrews chapter 10, 35 to 39. This is a winning attitude. Hmm? This is, this is a person who's chosen. You know what, devil? <laughs> I'm not going to quit. You know, when you hear believers say that, you know, and, and I understand where you are. You know, I, I can't even pray. I, I, don't have even, I don't have even breath to pray. What? Do you know what you're supposed to do? You go to the prayer room and start just dancing. Just, just, just start there. And say, I'm telling you, strength will come. It will catch up with you. Do something. You understand? You have those four men with leprosy. They say, we, we just, if we stay here, we'll die. If we go to the enemy's place, we'll die. Let's, let's try do, doing something. Huh? Let's, let's die when we are doing something. And God took that. So if you know, Pastor, I've been prayed even for three weeks. Why? Wake up. Go to the. If it takes just, you know, that out, you know, it's, you are set your alarm at 5.30 and it rings, but you want to bang it if you've ever done that. But now if you feel like this body still keep me in bed, roll, roll, boom, to the, to, to, to the floor. Roll. Do something. Roll out. 
Hey man, that's, that's exactly, you know, I was so encouraged to hear, to hear of, uh, what's this man who won the No Limit thing? Kipchoge? Eli. I was so encouraged when I heard him say this. After I have run those 42, is it 42 kilometers? The following day, I don't go up and down the stairs. I used to think he doesn't feel any pain. I was encouraged when I'm exercising and I feel pain. <laughs> I thought I'm not the old one. In fact, in fact, we walked the first time with Brother Duncan up together, two of us, and I asked him the following day, I think after two days, he said, I'm also feeling pain. I thought, you do also? Because this, this guy can run how many kilometers? You've done 40 what? You've done 20? 42. He's done 42 kilometers. So I thought like, I thought I was the only one feeling pain. But he was feeling pain. Feeling pain does not mean you're defeated. Feeling pain means that you've been pressing against the enemy and you keep pressing against the enemy. Hey, forget about the pain. Set your eyes, despise the shame, despise anything that is coming against you and set your eyes on God's promises and you'll be surprised of how strong you'll be. You'll be surprised every day in this year you are strong. Challenges will come. But you have the ability to overcome. Amen. Hebrews 10, 35, 39 says, Therefore do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of what? Come on, you have need of endurance. So that, you have, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. So he says this, for you to receive the promise, you have need of endurance. You stand on God's will. And he says this, for yet a little while. Can you imagine you're just about to quit and you quit and you go back and, and that's the time you're supposed to get victory. I've done this, we've done this, we've done this, I think I'm through. No, you don't get through with it until you see victory. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. I'm going to speak some things regarding that. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are, let's read it out, verse 39 together. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. Is anyone in the house who's such kind of a person? Anyone? Yes. Don't. Don't. You choose, um, you choose not to quit. Listen, Jesus, our Lord, speaking of the signs of the times and the end of the age in, in, in Matthew 24, he said that in Matthew 24, verse 13, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. He who endures to the end shall be saved. You know, uh, actually, uh, oh, let, me, let, me, let me define also that word endures. You remember we, we did uh, endurance is a what? It's a noun. But endures is a verb. Is that so? Come on, do you have my English right? Yes. Okay, look at this endures. Listen to what endures mean. To hold one's ground in conflict. To, all, to, to hold one's ground in conflict. Bear up against adversity. I have been 
you know, this time I've been, I remember this, I think I come from Budalangi. Sick, tired. I've been going back and forth with Pastor Wade, and I'm sneezing. I have headaches. And you know what I'm saying? When I sneeze by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. I refuse to talk about it, to tell everyone about it. Why are you at the house? I've been sneezing the whole day. I don't want to, to, uh, to, to make anyone else uh, a sneeze, really. You know, when, you look at the, when, <laughs> when we look at each other, Tina, if she's going through something like sneezing and all that, she say, if, if she says that like, you're going to catch, she say, I cannot catch what you don't have. Because by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. I'm not going to catch what you don't have. You understand? I know you are healed. So I'm not going to. The whole of us in the house who are down with flu, doing what down with the flu? You, you understand? That's the kind of attitude you have. I'm telling you, if you're not going, if as the church we don't look at sickness as the enemy, unfortunately, we'll, be, we'll have sick bodies. But if, as we look at the church, uh, as we look at sickness as an enemy, then we'll resist sickness. We will stand, we will take our place, we'll bear up against adversity to hold out under stress. This is good for the gym for you 2020. Anyone who wants to be in the gym 2020? Okay. Are you going to stay even in, in April? You're going to stay even in, in uh, June, July, August? I'll be asking around August. Anyone who's still in the gym? <laughs> That's what you do. You, 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 you stand, you, you stand firm, persevere under pressure, wait, listen to this, wait calmly and courageously. Wait calmly and courageously. You know, if you're running all around and like crazy, I don't know what you're going to do, I don't know what to do, that faith is not working. But under adversity, you are calm and courageous. Listen, it is not passive resignation to fate and mere patience, but the active, energetic resistance to defeat that allows calm and brave endurance. Let me say that, that again. Uh, it's not passive resignation to fate and mere patience. You know, people say, whatever comes, let it come. No. No, not true. If it's the will of God, it will happen. No. You can't go looking at your, your, your garden and you, you, you say, if it's the will of God, flowers are going to come over here and beans. You know what is going to come up? Weeds. You'll harvest blackjack. <laughs> oh, yeah, in plenty. You know that, that's the reality. But sometimes we think that way. If it's a good year, God is going to make it happen. No, he's already made it happen. He's made it available for you, but it will take endurance. It will take some resistance. It will take you standing against the devil and tell the devil, God has already said it. It's my year for supernatural increase and I will not allow you to steal from me. I'm, I'm telling you, that's exactly what is going to happen. And you stand against the enemy. It is not a passive resignation to fate and mere patience, but the active, energetic resistance to defeat that allows calm and brave endurance. 
Glory to God. Listen, many, listen to this one. Many get offended easily and even offended at God. Oh, you can't. You can't afford. Many people get offended so easily. They get offended even the pastor had a check to a court. He could have had something different. I mean, they, people get offended. I think when he spoke this, he was speaking about me. Thank you, people get, just get offended. Easily. Listen, this is a major hindrance to developing the spirit of endurance in our lives. Offense, and actually it's a sign of the end times. The Bible says in that, when you check it out in Matthew 24, many will be offended. Many. I remember an incident in 2012. Uh, I won't go into the details of it, but actually I was driving, and this is actually what happened. I was driving on a certain, it was 2nd June 2012. There's a, there's a boy who was running at the shopping center, following, going after his sister, and ran, and ran into my vehicle, hit the, 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 the what? What do you call Side mirror and fell. I had BOOM! And I stopped. And I opened the door, and there was the boy. He had already stood up, and he was running, following the sister. Within a short time, the kind of community, it was from a certain community, they surrounded the vehicle. All of them speaking and blaming me. There was a man who came, I don't know from where, God brought him. He stood and he said, no, I saw what this boy did. This man has no mistake. Da, 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 da. He stopped them, he pushed them away. And I said, I told them, then the teacher came, it was near school, and I was driving slowly. So I got into the vehicle, took, them to the, took him to the hospital, and the parents came. And then after that, and the, the doctor actually confirmed that the boy was not hurt at all. Though the side mirror was broken. So, but the, the, the doctor told me, while there is no evidence of this boy being hurt, very important, and the parents have no problem, very important for you to do this. Go to the police station and report. I thought, okay, because you may live here, and these parents will be taught by someone, and the police will be uh, looking for you as a hit and run uh, Motorist. I say, okay. So I went to the police station so that you can validate and all that. And then when you go to the police station, again, the one we run into is the same community, the police, the same community with this man. They speak their own language, and it's like they say, no, no, no. We'll make sure this vehicle stays here in the police station, and you have to go for this and this and the inspection and all that. I say, no, that was not the plan. The parents didn't have any of those. And he insisted. I thought, God, you help me. Then, you know the police who wear the brown, brown uniform? The, these are inspectors. I, I, I chose to go to the inspector. So I went to the door, and I knocked. And he looked up, and he said, Talk up! <laughs> uh, so, sorry, I knocked, and I said, Excuse me, sir. And he looked up, and he said, Talk up! And I stood there and I said, excuse me, sir. I looked at him in the air. He said, I said, excuse me, sir. And he looked, at, he looked at me. 
and he put his pen down on those papers that were there. Someone inside there, and he said this, what I'm saying, he, he changed. What I'm saying is for you to be out there so that I may finish what I'm doing, then you can come in and see me. I say thank you, and I went. <laughs> Do you know what I refuse to be? Whipped. I refuse, and his voice was that one like he was sending out a dog, and I refused. Until he changed the tone of his voice, that's when I was able to move out. And then now, after some time, I went, when he was through, I went in, and I greeted him again, and he said, very well. His, his attitude had changed. You see the thing, the natural thing I could have done? Get offended. And say what? All these policemen, are, they are corrupt. No, the policemen who are not corrupt. Many of them who are not corrupt. But listen, all of them talk bad. Anyway, you can change that. You refuse to be whipped. You refuse to be offended. You refuse to get offended easily. You, you know what you want. I stood there. Let me tell you something of what he did. That man helped me. He told me, why is he saying this? This junior police, why is he saying this? He's not supposed to say, have you agreed? Yes. No, 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 he shouldn't be doing this. Called him and say, sign up this thing, let them go. They have no problem with each other. The doctor has confirmed. What's your problem? That's how I left. And Tina is my witness. Sometimes after that, I'll drive around there and I see him and I say, Mr. So-and-so, how are you? Oh, very well, sir. How are you doing? Because I refuse to be whipped. People get offended so easily. You come, we pray for you, and you tell us this is the job from the Lord. Glory to God, Pastor. I played it out in the Holy Ghost. And three months later, what happened? I left that job. Why? The boss is not good. Who's going to set the temperature for that office? Was it the boss or you? Did God send you there? Refuse to be whipped. Take out, take out the weapons of your warfare before you get to work. You went quiet. Then you come back, Pastor, we want to pray again. For what? For the, did you leave that other one? But you told me the God, that the Lord spoke to you. When Pastor Kala prophesied, that's when I received that job. And you left it in two months. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? That's not endurance. That's, that's not a spirit of endurance. That's not a spirit of victory. No. Let me tell you something. The Bible didn't, even you look at the letter of Peter, didn't tell you that you're going to have good bosses. Daniel was in Babylon. He overcame. I'm not talking about taking every kind of abuse and all that, but does the Lord want you to be there? He will give you strength to stand against any adversity of the enemy. And if he wants you to be there, if you stand, this is what will happen. That boss, you'll be transferred. Then you remain there with a smile. Hey, hey, check out Babylon system. Actually, when Daniel was there, who was running that whole government? It was Daniel. Who was running Potiphar's house? Joseph. Who was running Egypt? Joseph. Or oh, I want a born again uh, boss. Who told you that? Huh? A born again boss. Really? 
you need to start your company so that you can be a bonnet. <laughs> so that the employees may have a born again boss. But if you're looking for, you're going, I'm going to a, to, a, to, a, to a place of work and I'm looking for a born again boss. Really? Really? Is there, is the place God, is there, is, does God want you to be in that place? Yes. If he wants you to be in that place, listen, there's nothing you're going to face that Jesus has not conquered for you. Nothing. How can it become a good promotion if there's no adversity? Huh? Who was it recently? Someone was giving me a testimony of how many people have stood. Who was this? Against, against, uh -huh. I think it was a lady. It was, it, it was you, yeah? Oh, yeah, it was you, Gladys. Of our position, there are so many things that had already been resolved. But she got a breakthrough. You became a national what? National Field Coordinator of KSCF. Did I say KSCF? KSCF. You can praise the Lord for that. So he does. He said, you said also, Brother Francis, something I think recent of uh, the guy who told you, actually, let me tell you something, the reality of it. Uh, you are not supposed to pass this interview. That's exactly how, that's overcoming. He, to be told you are not supposed to pass this interview, it has already been known that you are going through a formality, but you are not going to pass. You got the position. That's God. That's what I'm talking about. Does God want you there? Then stand in that spirit of endurance. Don't back, 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 bad mouth your boss. Everyone knows that your boss is bad because of you saying, no, don't. It will take us developing a spirit of endurance. You want to build muscles? Endurance. Add or lose weight? Endurance. Develop spiritually? Endurance. That's good news. Amen. I wish exercise was when you were sleeping. Then exercise takes place. But you know, that doesn't happen. Huh? It could have been so good you sleep and you, your body exercises. You wake up in the morning. You exercise the whole night. There's some sweating to happen. There is endurance that happens. The end time spirit is antichrist. It opposes everything that has anointing on it. That's the end time spirit of Antichrist. It opposes everything. It's actually Antichrist. Antichrist is anti-anointing. And it opposes everything which has anointing on it. This will take endurance to stand as a believer in Christ or else you'll end up compromising. The word shows us how to overcome, church. Overcome. 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 Overcoming kind of faith brings us to a place of authority. Mm. Let me see if I have time for this. You have time this 2020? Oh, okay. Let's see if you, you have endurance. Okay. Oh. We spend more time here. But let me see quickly and go to Matthew 15. I want you to see an attitude. Matthew 15, 
I didn't give this to you, ladies, but Matthew 15, 21. This is a, a Gentile woman. Then Jesus went, verse 21, went out from there and departed to the region of Dan Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan, she wasn't of the covenant, came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. You see what she's doing? Even the disciples said, send her away. I mean, that's exactly what they're doing. And then, and then she, said, she said, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. What do people say? I, know, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew he was not going to do anything for me. And leave offended. She didn't. She had an answer. It's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. I mean, let me tell you something about it in a nutshell. Healing is the children's bread. And I, and I looked at the scripture one, some years ago, and I saw this. When he says, give us our daily bread, healing is part of it. It's children's bread. God's children are healed, are strong. Every day, our daily bread, healing is available every single day. It's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, yes. Can you imagine of that? I like that attitude. It's like that man telling me, talk up. Talk up. And I'm looking at him, excuse me, sir. And she said, yes, yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. That caught Jesus' attention. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. You have really, you really, you and I have to stand against offense. Listen, you can't be a believer that we are easily offended. No. Offense actually is a weapon of the enemy to steal from us. And we can't. Listen, serving God, there will be many opportunities for you to be offended. And people also get offended at God, as I already said that. Let's see if we, how we can develop this quickly from the scriptures. Do you remember scripture also in Mark 4, 17, talking about the, the, the parable of the sower? And they have no root in themselves, in verse 17. So endure only, a time for, for, only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the world's sake, immediately they stumble. Endure just for some time. How long have you endured? From January 1st to 5th. I've really endured. I don't know when God is going to do this supernatural increase. No. We endure. Look at, uh, in First John chapter 5, let me show you some things over here. As I start coming to 
closing. I don't know if that's close, but let's see if we'll wind up somewhere. In verse, verse 4, uh, it says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Whatever. I like looking at it this way. Whoever, that's fine. But whatever. When anything is coming from God, you've had an idea from God, you've had that business idea from God, you've had that impression and it's from God. Listen, God packs it fully to overcome the world system. If something is of God, it has the overcoming ability in it. Even a relationship. If you have the, the thought from God and you know it's from God, I'm not talking about these fake things that go around, but you knew that. You have that from God and you know she, he's the one who's going to marry you and she, she's the one going to marry you. Just trust him. It's going to happen. Huh? God will going to make it happen. But listen, it will take endurance. <laughs> really will. Take some endurance. I, I, I remember on, on, on Tina didn't accept my proposal, God's proposal. It was God's proposal. But I remember, actually, I think that was 2001. It was over Christmas season. I'm thinking, Lord, help me. I mean, I wish she had responded to this proposal. By this time, we could have been talking some good things. So that, that Christmas, I really endured loneliness. I'm thinking, is this girl ever thinking about me? And I think that's, that September, I ended up writing a letter to the Lord and telling the Lord, I didn't start this and I'm not going to carry it around. And, and uh, uh, her surname actually is Mbele. I, I mean, her maiden name is Mbele. So I wrote down, Antina Mbele, I will show you this letter that this came from God and it came from my thoughts. Because I'll marry you. And the letter is still around. She doesn't like looking at it, but sometimes I <laughs> just have it around. And this is some of the scriptures I knew. Whatever is born of God, if the thought is born of God, if the business idea came from God, if whatever you are pursuing came from God, what you need is the spirit of endurance to come against what the enemy is trying to convince you that is not from God. You have, look at this, the endurance will come when you spend time in his presence so that he may give you strength or fortitude to overcome the resistance of the enemy. Remember, if it came from God, it had to be nurtured by the Spirit. You can't use natural methods to make it come to pass. You have to go back to God, listen to him to give you the next strategy concerning the next step that you're supposed to take. Oh, that's powerful. I say people just give up. You knew that was from God. You knew it was from God. You, you knew it. You danced. You shouted. You knew it. You knew it right inside of you. But at some point, you no longer believe it's from God. You've received the, the lies from the enemy. You lack spirit of endurance. Go back into his presence. Repent. Ask God forgive me for letting go of this promise. 
forgive me. And I'm, I'm coming with a fresh mind. I'm coming with a fresh heart. I'm coming with a heart that I want to receive an instruction from you. God will do that. He says, I'll be waiting. I've been waiting for you to come back to me because you are not going to fulfill it in your own strength. It's by my spirit and he'll give you strategy. If there's anything that we need to receive from God is strategies to accomplish his will. I said there's a lot of uh, fundraising and harambees because people don't have the plan of God. A lot of it. Everywhere, many places you go, you find that, oh, we are raising this, we are raising this, we are raising this, all over. And phone calls, January. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. What is that? Our faith. How does that faith come? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. You go back to that promise over and over again. And he who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. In other words, the moment you believed Jesus is the son of God, overcoming ability was placed right inside of you. I'm looking at every single person in this place who've ever received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior as an overcomer. And I'm telling you, there's nothing that you're going to face in your life, there's nothing that you're going to face in 2020 that you do not have the ability in you to overcome. Jesus made sure that is there. Listen to this, an example. How does faith come? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what does the word of God have? Faith. So God wouldn't have expected you to have any faith through the word of God if the word of God didn't have faith. Oh, come on. Is that a tongue twister? Come on, let me, let me, let me say this. God didn't expect you to have any kind of faith, I mean, through his word, if the word of God didn't have what? Faith in it. Or doesn't bring faith in it. Let me give you an, an explanation. Listen, you plant a watermelon seed, because you know there is watermelons in that seed. Is that so? Same thing with the word. Now look at this. It says, whoever is born of God has overcome the world, overcomes the world, is because this overcoming seed is in you. It's, that's your identity. I believe this is encouraging someone. I believe this will, someone will go in this year, and I mean, after you've shouted and you've come down concerning the year, you have this, this fortitude inside of you. This is what is going to take me. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, are we about to finish? Endurance. If you are going to be attending this church, you have to have spirit of Endurance. You understand that? Because we give you the word. We're not giving you any words. We're giving you the words. And I know you're able to watch a movie for three hours. How much more of the word of God? A certain movie, I think, Gina finally uh, brought me to a place of watching a movie. And we watch together for what? Two and a half hours. And you don't know when two and a half hours are over. What about an anointed pastor? Six hours. And you realize, is, is it, you're looking at your, is it four? 
how come? Four o'clock? That was so fast. Is he about to finish? Can he go to five? <laughs> now we're not going to take that long, but you need that endurance. Now listen to this. Uh, in First John 5, 1, 5, listen, faith in God overcomes. Faith in God overcomes. It's so simple, but so profound. It endures without giving up. Faith in God overcomes. It endures without giving up. It places the devil where he belongs, under your feet. Oh, I like Luke, 20, Luke 10, 19. He says, Behold, I've given you authority over the enemy and, and over all the, the power of him, and nothing shall by no means hurt you. Nothing, nothing, nothing shall by any means harm you. In Revelation 12, 11, so faith, you see faith, which comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, but also I want you to see something, faith in his blood, faith in the blood of the Lamb. In Revelation 12, 11 says, and they overcame, talking about the devil, by the blood of the Lamb. That's not all, by the way. And the word of their testimony. And that's not all, by the way. And they did not love their lives to the death. They didn't love their lives to the death. Have faith in the blood. Have faith in the blood of Jesus this year. I encourage you, when going out, when sleeping, have faith. Meditate on the blood until faith is inside of you concerning the blood. You overcome the devil. You overcome everything he brings against you by the blood of the lamb and keep your testimony. Keep the word of God in front of you and listen, tell the devil whatever is going to happen, I'm standing in faith and I believe God has given me the victory. Give him the blood to drink, <laughs> so to speak. You understand? Devil, you came against this? Get the blood. Get some dose of blood. He, he knows what that means. The word is the truth. He knows the blood as power. God wants you strong. God wants you healed. God wants you an overcomer or overcoming in every area of your life. That's good news. January, February, March, April, on and on and on to December. And then you go 2021, 2022 to 2030. And then you tell the devil, I've been building up endurance. I'm ready for the next decade. You go to 2040. You go to 2050. 2060. Oh, 2060. <laughs> I hope you'll still be around. 2070. Anyone? 2070? Okay, the little ones, the adults, where are you going? <laughs> 2070 is how many years from today? 50? Is it 50? Yeah, 2070. Adults, your hands, where, did they, where are you going? <laughs> and you want to, to, to tell the devil, I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still here with my back straight. With all my brain in place. <laughs> I look at this. And uh, even when I cough, there is wisdom coming out of me. 
And that's what you want. Amen. You, you want 2070. The young ones, 2090. Oh, you, okay, David will be around, 2090. Uh, 2090, that will be how many years from today? 70, I'll be home. You all stay around. <laughs> By that time, I'll be home, and Tina will not be here, too. <laughs> we'll, we'll all be home. <laughs> I told you, I had this from Bill Graham. He said that, he said when uh, the, the wife I'm forgetting, what's the wife's name? And Ruth, it's Ruth, yeah, that's so. He said that uh, they agreed with Ruth that they're going to be too old. By the time Ruth, either Ruth is leaving or Bill Graham, be too old to get married to anyone else because he didn't want to share Ruth with anyone. You see, so that's the plan with Tina. <laughs> if, he's going to, if the Lord tarries, if she leaves me, she'll be too old to think of getting married. Because I won't share. <laughs> As we partake Holy Communion together, this beginning of the year, make your commitment to activate the covenant promises in every area of your life. Against the curse of sickness, disease, poverty, lack, insufficiency, or any form of defeat, and stand strong on God's promises. And they, 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 they're receiving the Holy Communion. Remember Jesus said this, this is the blood of the new covenant. This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. You activate that. Now, let me tell you something about overcoming faith. You have to have that, the spirit of endurance, you have to have faith alive in your, in your heart and in your mouth. Really, that has to be. You activate your covenant rights. You stand against sickness. You stand against disease. You stand against pain. You stand against weariness. You stand against oppression of any kind of the devil. And you stand, you say, devil, let me tell you something. I overcome you by the blood of the lamb and by the word of my testimony. And this is my testimony. By the stripes of Jesus, I'm here. I've gone through this in my business last year, but this is the end, devil. I will not accept this in 2020. That's it. And you start asking the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do? Show me what to do. Show me how to stand against the adversity of the enemy. You take your stand on God's word. You take, you take your stand on the, the promises of God. That is his covenant. Be committed to activate your faith so that you may stand overcoming every attack of the devil. Listen, this is the big one that you have to deal with. It's not big, uh, but, but it, it really torments. You refuse to fear. That has to be. You cannot tolerate fear. Um, I, I remember, name uh, I think of Thanksgiving, uh, last Wednesday of 2019 of our prayer service, she gave such a powerful testimony concerning fear. Come over here, please. Come on, come on. Don't greet your, your teeth. <laughs> yeah, 
share that. It, it just, you must refuse to fear. Listen, fear opens a wide door for every attack of the enemy. But you have to refuse. Share with us, please. What comes up in your heart, just move forward over here, please. Good afternoon, church. Uh, for many years, I had such strong fear for rats. <laughs> and uh, rats. anytime... <laughs> okay, did you hear that? Rats. <laughs> anytime a rat would be like in our house, there would be drama. And I was the kind that my mom and everybody else are running around killing it, but I'm, I'm, I'm already on top of the table. And even on top of the table, if the rat shows up, I'm already jumping. And it was really, it's been there for years until even now as an adult. And then the other thing was snakes. I didn't only fear live snakes, but even watching. If I saw a snake, by mistake I'm watching something and I see a snake, I'll really have terrible nightmares. I will not sleep and I mean many things will go wrong. And this past year, there's a season that Pastor Davis for so long kept on talking about, I will fear nothing, I will fear no man. And he really spoke so much about fear. And at some point, you know, when he's saying that in my mind, I'm thinking, um, I still have some issues to deal with. But at some point, something happened in my spirit and it's like I lay hold of that word, that this is not of the Lord. And then I started listening to some messages by uh, uh, Brother Keith Moore, and he was really speaking also against the spirit of fear. And it came so strong in me that, you know, like even especially many ladies, apparently we entertain that, like it's also a cool thing to be afraid of these things. And I realized it is not right. So I started believing God and declaring, I will not fear, I'm not afraid of rats. Then this past season when it had been so wet, by some reason, I don't know what had happened in my house, a small mouse got into my room, into my house rather. And in the evening when I just opened my door, I saw it creeping. And already at that point, remember I've been confessing fear, but you know that spirit almost gripped me. And the immediate thing I would have done is called my landlord and told him, Please come and help take care of this. But I remembered, no, I will not fear. I will not fear. And then after that, I, I would see it come and I'm gaining the strength to not be afraid. And eventually I was able to take the broom. And for the first time in my life, I killed a mouse. And you know, mice are very small. That was very victorious for me. Then uh, again, that's victory. Yeah, it is. It is because I could face it, and I also killed it. Then again, we took our children, HLA children, for a field trip, and uh, at Blue Post they have a small museum, and of course, I knew there were snakes. Now, watch, walking into there again, that feeling of fear was gripping my spirit. But I remembered I have confessed I will not fear, and so I went. And for the first time, I was able to look at the snakes creeping and crawling there. And I stood. And that was not normal. Because in the past, I would take children to the National Museum, the Snake Museum. And for many times, I would either be left outside and the other teachers would take the children in. Or, because of other children being afraid, I'll hold a child. But they will be looking at the snakes as I'm looking at the other side. So for me... 
those have been two very victorious seasons for me. And now I can watch anything on snakes and not feel funny and sleep through the night. I can now kill a mouse. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, that to someone you may think like killing a mouse, is that's a victory? Yes, that's victory. Look at this. Because the enemy had attacked her mind with just that. And listen, it may not be a mouse. Yours may be something else. It may be even probably every time the phone rings. You are you going to panic. That, that's not of God. I'm telling you, through the power of the covenant that you have in Christ Jesus, this year, you get rid of every kind of fear. It doesn't matter what it is. You refuse to fear. If there's anything that needs to come out in your mouth, or consistently, you go to that Second Timothy 1.7. For God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I fear no man. I fear no devil, I fear no evil, I fear no sickness, I fear no disease, I fear no cancer, I fear nothing. You go to that Psalm 91, because you cannot, let me tell you something, some of those enemies is, is offense, fear, it's a door open for the enemy to come in. You refuse to fear by the authority of God's word. The plans he has for you are not plans of evil. They are plans that are good to give you an expected end. That's not a you know, recitation for, 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 for children in Sunday school. This is, that's for you. You have to believe it. You have to take the word of God. You have to stand by it. You have to put it in your mouth. You have to refuse any kind of evil, any kind of, of fear, and stand by faith. Boys and girls, you are going back to school and colleges. That's the same thing. There's anything that you need to be aware of as you go back to school is the presence of God. You choose that. You choose God's presence. You stand against any kind of, of fear of the enemy and anything that you'll bring. Even the fear of exams, it's not supposed to. Oh, the exams are coming. I'm, I'm really fearful. Why? Prepare beforehand. Get, get yourself busy preparing. When it comes to the time of dealing with the enemy, you are strong. Let me say this as you wonder before we take Holy Communion. Let me say this. When you practice the word of God over and over again, every single day you get to the word of God, when adversity comes, you'll have more confidence in God for you to stand against that adversity than if you've been doing nothing all through. The thing is this, prepare yourself every single day. Get the word of God inside of you. Prepare your, your, your spiritual muscles. When it comes to a time of competition, you know you are strong. You know you are strong. Not in your own strength, you are strong in the Lord and you'll be able to overcome the devil. It's time to prepare. Listen, you prepare for supernatural increase. 
And the same strength is this. You're preparing yourself against any adversity. Every weapon of the enemy against your life. And there is victory. At the end of it, you look back and say, this has been the best year ever. You look back after 10 years, you say, this has been the best, best ever years. I can look back to 1999, beginning of 1999, and I can tell from that time, there was a shift that took place in my life. I started hearing God clear and more clear and more clear. That has been like what? Over 20 years now. This is the 21st year since then. I had been defeated enough, and I thought I need to take a break to start seeking the Lord. And after I did that, I've been consistently now over the years seeking the Lord. Live victoriously. Get the word of God inside of you on a daily basis and stay strong in the Lord. Amen? Did you receive something out of this? We're about to receive Holy Communion, but if you can stand up, please, on your feet. Gibson? Gibson, come over here. Gibson, Mwenda, come over here. I want you to prepare to make the altar call to anyone over here who's not received Jesus Christ before, before we can receive Holy Communion. Will you lift up your hands, please, before the Lord? You've heard the word of God. You can speak something to the Lord. You can make some commitments in your heart of what what you want to see come to pass. What you want to, to see come to pass in your life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You lift up your hands. You lift up your voice to the Lord. Thank him for his word. Thank him for the impartation of the, the spirit of endurance. Thank him for that. Thank him for strength for 2020. If you are being weary, thank God for be, having revived you. The Bible says, let the weak say I'm strong. If you have been discouraged, thank God for, for courage that has penetrated into your spirit. Whatever your situation is, just thank him. Thank you, Father. Father, thank you for your word. You say, so shall my word be that goes out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which you please and prosper the thing that which you sent it for. Father, I'm so thankful for your word. Thank you for the spirit of endurance upon your people, for thy impartation. I thank you, Father, for strength, supernatural strength for this year. I thank you for courage, courage, courage released for the things that have discouraged you and things that have, have tried to torment your, your, your mind or to torment you. Now you have fresh courage to rise up in faith and to stand against that adversity of the enemy. Father, thank you for, for courage even to ask big things, to believe for big things, to dream once again fresh dreams concerning the, your future, fresh dreams concerning things that 
you have stopped believing God for. Father, thank you for strength. I see strength coming into your spirit. I see that. I see strength. Weariness, go in the name of Jesus. I take authority over you, devil, assigned against this life. I bind in the name of Jesus. I cast you out of her life. You have no power over her. I take authority over you, suicidal spirit. I break that curse now in the name of Jesus. I speak strength. I speak strength. I speak forgiveness. I speak forgiveness. I speak the word of God that there is now no condemnation. No condemnation. Don't take this, the condemnation that you've had in the past, don't take it to this new year. Believe the word of God. You've confessed that sin. You've repented of it. Let go of it. And believe in the power that is in the blood to cleanse you and make you clean. And to stand before the Father in righteousness in Christ Jesus as if sin has never ever existed in your life. Father, thank you for the grace and the mercy of God. Thank you for the supernatural opening of the eyes of your people to see the plans and purposes that you have for them. Thank you for a fresh vision concerning your will and purposes. Father, thank you for a fresh vision concerning that family. I take authority over strife. I bind you strife. In the name of Jesus, strife in that marriage, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I cast you out. Father, through your grace and your mercy, I ask you, Father, for reconciliation. For what has kept you apart from each other is actually pride. But be willing to be submissive and ask for forgiveness. The Bible says submit you one to another. Submit to one another. And you will see the strife that has, has, has existed in your marriage is gone. And you'll start finding peace and growth in, in the plans and purposes of God for this year 2020 and beyond. Father, thank you for the healing of that marriage. Thank you for the healing of physical bodies. Thank you for the healing of every heart and every wound that has been afflicted by the enemy. Thank you, Father, for your mercy upon your people. We worship you. We thank you, Father. Would you just thank him? Just thank him. I know there are things that he's done. I know his things that he's done in your life right now. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Father. We glorify you. We worship you. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the Lord God Almighty, who is, who was, and is to come. We worship you, Father. We worship you, Father. Just worship him. We worship you, Father. We thank you for angelic help. Angelic help. 
angelic help. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. For angelic help, for supernatural provision. Supernatural provision. Hallelujah. Supernatural provision. Supernatural provision. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory be to God. If you just have us uh, keep the spirit of worship, there's more that will happen. And I can sense His presence. I can sense the angelic help. The angelic help to someone. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for supernaturally opening that door. Supernaturally opening the door that seemingly has been shut for a long time. Thank you for angels helping. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The supernatural opening of that door to travel. To travel. I see that. To travel. Supernatural opening. Favor of God. For that traveling. That it's your will for that individual to travel. And I, I speak angelic help and, and divine favor. Father, we thank you and we praise you and worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. You're holy, you're holy, you're worthy. Holy, holy, holy. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. I take authority over fear of accidents. I bind that in the name of Jesus, that tormenting spirit out in the name of Jesus. Cobrace it, that affliction shall not recur. It shall not recur. You shall not have accidents. It shall, you shall not have accidents. In the name of Jesus, I speak the supernatural healing over your knees in the name of Jesus. That knee you are healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Thank you, Father. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Thank you, Father, for your presence. Holy, holy, holy. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I, I speak against that skin condition. You go now in the name of Jesus. Be healed from that skin condition right now. Be healed now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, thank you for every work of your spirit. Even as we come to our place, even partaking of Holy Communion, Father, we stand in faith, we stand believing. In your goodness, in your love, and in your faithfulness. For all your promises are yes, and in Christ, amen. And we thank you, Father, for the manifestation of your will in this year, 2020. In Jesus' name.